This is episode 81 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. A brand new life is such a blessing. As soon as that baby is born, new parents just inundated with advice. And um, I feel like there's a little cat we need to let out of the bag. Is anyone here going to be a new parent anytime soon? Hold on. Let me check. Uh, That'll be Uh, no for me. Not it. Yeah. Okay. I can't do nose goes on this one. Yeah. Trinity (laughs) and I, we are having our second. Yes. Yes. We're so excited. Have you told Trinity? Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it worked the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Your baby girl's not quite two yet, right? She will have just turned two. Uh-huh. Uh, and then for her birthday, she'll be getting, yeah, a, a little one. Yay! Yeah. We're yeah. so excited. Yeah, and so that's that's the thing. Did everybody have the same experience? I There was a first-time parent happening over 30 years ago. I'll never forget, as we brought Laura home from the hospital, we're in the kitchen. I can still picture it. And I'm holding Laura, and Audrey's in the house, and we get in, and we're like, what do we do now? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Did you have that? Oh. I mean, it's like, what do yeah. you do? Yeah. The number one thing is just... Love them because mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes because you don't know what to do. Uh, and there's going to be mistakes along the way when they're infants, when they're five, when they're 15, when, you know, what, no matter what our age, you know, we're not perfect as parents. None of us are. So we make mistakes, but you just continue to love them uh, no matter what. So that would be num- my number one advice. And I'll just say the other thing, and it was recently had a conversation with a couple who have, uh, what do they have? They have four kids, and we just got in a conversation with them, and I said, uh, did you have that that thing, like even church families, when your kids were little, uh, and they said, oh, they're cute now, but wait till they're, right. wait till they're two. And and the, and the and the mom looked at me. She goes, "I just had this conversation with friends the other day. Uh, I remember Audrey and I had the same thing. Again, church friends would say, oh, it's cute now, but wait till they're the terrible twos.' And no, we wouldn't say anything to the person. We'd walk away from that conversation and go, you know, we don't accept that. Mm-hmm. We're not accepting that in our lives. We're not accepting those words of negativity of wait till they're two or when they're ten. Wait till they're teenagers. Oh, wait till they're teenage. You know, mm. it's like we just." We would always stand firm uh, that, no, we're not accepting those words in our family. We're not going to accept that. So if you ask advice of parents-to-be or new parents, that's what I would say. Don't let negativity, even of well-meaning friends and friends who love you and love your kids, uh, just don't let those negative words uh, creep in and uh, keep those communication lines open. Even when the baby's in the womb, you can talk to the baby then and sing to the baby then and just keep those communication lines open all the time. I think my advice is very much in line with that. And um, it's it's more of a lie that we hear, you know, when your kid gets to be a toddler, your mind starts to go, oh, wow, I miss when they were an infant oh, or yeah. I miss when they were starting to walk. And then when you get to be elementary school kids, oh, I miss when they were preschoolers. And then when they get into middle school, it's like, oh, I miss when they were in kindergarten. And you could do that your whole life. But I think the enemy uses that distraction technique to keep us from appreciating the season that we're in. So with a little 
little bit of perspective as I look back on mothering two girls. Uh, there were so many joys in every season, mm-hmm. and I didn't accept a lot of those things that you talked about, Steve, you know, especially with middle schoolers. Like, middle school is like so much fun when they were going through all of that, you know, ornery developmental stuff. They thought that my goofiness was kind of fun, and so we just <laughs> found joy in, in being goofy and awkward together. And so I can look at that season and say, I'm so glad we had that. And I can look at when they were, you know, really young and I had a 16 month old and an infant and go, well, you know, that was hard, but what a joy, you know, to have this little one who's going to be about the age that your oldest is when a new baby comes along, that joy of helping siblings grow together. And so I know you love the book of Ecclesiastes and there's that verse that shows up on everything, you know, for everything there is a season. And Mm. just remember that every season is a gift from God. And so whatever season you're in with this little one or the two siblings together, look for the moments of joy in that because God is a joy giver. And even when things are hard, there's joy in it. I think the worst advice anybody ever told me, and I carried a lot of mom guilt for a long time, was to sleep when the baby sleeps. Because it's absolutely impossible, especially when you also have a toddler. Like, <laughs> when do you do all the things, you know? And so this idea that if the, the baby starts sleeping, you need to sleep right away. And it's like, <gasps> but I can't. I have this or this. It, that's okay. Like, it all works out in the end. And you get to catch up on your sleep when you turn 50. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'd be curious, though, Tim, since you are the most, you know, the parent of the right, most recent. Right. Toddler, what did you learn uh, here in these first couple of years that you didn't know before oh, that maybe you picked up for uh, the second child to be coming up? Well, it's just like the, the the things that you hear all the time are the things where you realize, I, I don't see that, so I've got to just know it's true. Like people are telling you all the time, it's going to go by so fast. They, like I can't tell you how many people have told me that. Oh, it's going to go by so fast. And I'm glad that I trusted them, <laughs> even though it didn't necessarily feel like the first year and a half would go by fast because of course, of course, I mean, I'm not telling you anything new. Of course it went by fast. Wow. It did faster than I thought it would. And I'm so glad so many people warned me and told me that. So yeah, looking forward to the next first year of the little one and it'll be the same thing. And that's the thing is I can just, I can only parrot back the things that I've heard and tried to imperfectly apply in my own life that other people have told me, Uh, especially one that I got from another friend who's also a young parent of two little ones. And he was telling me, Tim, write things down, write them down that that she does when she does a new thing, when she does something cute. Mm-hmm. Like you'll tell yourself you have videos and that that's great because you can look at the pictures and videos, but it's not going to be the same as when you write it down. And I'll admit that I have not followed through that as in, in as many ways as I know I would like to have had when I look back. But there have been so many moments where I've thought, okay, I'm going to stop and write down this new thing that my little girl is doing. And then I look back, even even though she's just just over a year and a half, and I'll say, wow, I'm glad I wrote that down. A video would not have captured all those feelings that I was having at that time and all the intricacies of who she was at that part of her age. But I'm glad I wrote it down because there I have it recorded. So that's something I'm going to try to keep at, keep upholding. It's not always easy like that catching up on sleep part. Not necessarily easy to apply, but man, does it help you do all of what we've just been talking about. Loving in every season, cherishing all the moments, 
And just be insured and never take any of it for granted. That's what I keep hearing. This sounds very much like uh, churchy and Bible school, which is nothing wrong with that. And it's so important because you go through all kinds of stresses as parents, and you can tell your kids uh, every everything from the Bible. You can you can recite Scripture to your kids. You can tell them all those things, and all those things are good. But they're looking at you. Mm. They're seeing how you're acting. Are the, are, you, are you living out uh, your faith? Uh, not just talking about it. Are you because they're they're seeing all the behind the scenes stressful things and how are you reacting? Because they're they're looking at you. They're mm. being very very careful in what you're doing, what you're saying. But again, uh, living it out, it's like uh, in word and deed. And so uh, yeah, those things are important. As the communication lines stay open, because when you're have little ones like that, and those communication lines stay open at every age. There's nothing more precious than your adult kids coming to you and just having a good time and talking and asking yeah. about the tough times, the good times, and and sharing mm-hmm. those. And that only comes from those communication lines being open the when they were little. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee? Check. Music? Check. Fun and encouragement? Check and check. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I want both of you to fill in this blank for me, if you could. Like, it's sentence here in regular everyday life. Oh, I called this person. They didn't pick up, so I left a message on their voicemail. voicemail. Okay. You just both said were you gonna? You were thinking we were going to say answering machine because we're so old? I say answering machine, and I don't know why. I say you answering say, machine. I'm born in the 90s. Why am I the one saying answering machine? You say, I, mean, you, I still you, do. You yeah, still I do? say, oh, I called him. I got his answering machine. Is what? Uh-huh. Oh, is... Well, that thing where you talk to the voice, but it's, you mean voicemail, Tim. Oh, yeah, I guess that hasn't had cassette tape involved in it like for a, a really, really long time. I don't know why wow. I'm out of step with the rest of my generation on this. It huh. could be because my parents still have like a landline okay. and their phone has yeah. like an answering thing. Do they have any answering machine? Well, it's still voicemail. It's just a landline, but I don't know. I call it answering machine. The okay. only thing hmm. that stresses my generation out, though, more than mm-hmm. leaving messages right. on voicemail i know what it is it's like how do you set up your voicemail what are you gonna say hey you've um you've reached tim and well you haven't reached me because you're talking to my answering machine i mean it's go voicemail but if you just leave me your number well you don't have to do that anymore either where it's just uh right i'm not here and this is awkward now so bye that's how i feel every time there's something more terrifying no no than than setting up voicemail than getting someone's voicemail it's when you dial a number and a person answers. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. So what is the coffee interview test? You never know what's going to happen during an interview. We want to make a good impression always. Right. One boss says he has a surefire way. He makes a decision based on this coffee interview test. During the interview, he'll always wander down with the candidate to uh, the kitchen and uh, offer a drink of some sort, whether it be coffee or some other. But but he'll always put it like in a, in a mug, not like in a styrofoam cup, but mm. in, a, in a mug. OK. And they'll go back to the office and continue the questioning. And at the end of the interview, when it's over, if you have left that cup on his desk without taking it back to the kitchen and cleaning up. Oh, yeah. You, you're not going to get hired. Wow. He always tests on that. So Hmm. you wonder uh, what it says in the Bible about that. Now, it's not exactly uh, on on this one, but uh, in Matthew 23, 26, you blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup 
end of the dish so that the outside may become right. clean also. It's probably not really talking about a coffee cup. It's probably talking about you. But, <laughs> but it's always Still. a good idea to clean up after oh. yourself. You never know That's what right. the boss is looking for. Don't hit the snooze button. Come join us. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Oh, what's in a name? Usually a nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to write down a name, yes. hidden inside of it would be probably a much better nickname than the traditional one. For example, Brooklyn. Okay. You might call somebody Brooke right. or yeah. Brookie. But if you actually write out Brooklyn, right in the middle is Oakley. And I don't <laughs> think there's a better <laughs> so nickname than Oogie. Okay, Christopher uh-huh. maybe would be Chris. I've heard but if Topher you, before also. Topher I also have heard. But mm-hmm. if you write out the word Christopher, you see right in the middle yeah. is stop. 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 Which stop. if you've got stop. a toddler who's always getting into things, right. you'd just be like, stop, stop. <laughs> All right. Deborah. And I live in Linden. Deborah. Or I guess that would be spelled, it looks like Deborah, I would imagine, right? Okay. But it's pronounced Deborah. Okay, okay. well, Deborah. As some people would say, like Deb or even Aura, but I feel like right in the middle of there, there's Ebo. Ebo! Ebo is a solid, that is a unique nickname right there. Thank you, Therese. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, Ebo. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Bye. (laughs) Edith. Warren, Pennsylvania. Yes, right. You might have had a sister or known someone growing up with someone named Dorothy, and her nickname would be Dot. Uh Natural nickname for Edith is Dit. So you have (laughs) you will have Dit and Dot. Dit and Dot. I like it. Nice. Oh my. Oh my. (laughs) Ta ta, Dit. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Everybody thought it was unusual, but if you ask me, it's not unusual at all. You just have to look at it a little differently. Unusual when you walked into a hardware store in New Zealand and heard, Right, exactly. Well, they said it was unusual. But they haven't asked me why that Uh, seal was in there in the hardware store. (laughs) Um, You know, you may know or maybe you don't know. There's different kinds of seals. There's the harp seal, the hooded seal, the bearded seal, the harbor seal. And this was the seal that was in the hardware store to, you know, look it over the products and give it the okay. This was the... Come on. Come on now. Ah! You know the seal. This was the seal of approval. (laughs) May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.